0: Is it true that you're in love With that servant girl Daphne Frasier crossed his legs And took a sip of a fine 1997 Bordeaux blend (laughs) Oh
1: man You know what I love more than Frasier fan fiction Liz
0: what do you love more than Frasier fanfiction, fiction, Kate? Um, comedians deeply obsessing and analyzing uh, Frasier. I really like the sort of meta-analyzing that happens there, like a show about a guy who's analyzing a bunch of people in Seattle being analyzed by a comedian in New York. <laughs> I just really I like it a lot. <laughs> if you're wondering what we're talking
1: about, we're talking about I'm Listening with Anita Flores, which is a podcast that uh, shares the More Banana Network with us. It's hosted by Anita Flores. She's had on comedy writers such as John... Gondelman and Anthony Oliviera. You can find I'm Listening a Fraser Podcast with Anita Flores at morebanana.com and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And you can try to call in with questions or suggestions, but we find it's hard to get past Raws. <laughs> Buffy and Frodo were in the
2: Hogwarts
0: library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor. Liz, I have to stop you. Why?
1: Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time.
0: World stealers. <laughs> Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Kate. And this is World World Stealers. The show where we take your favorite franchises and ruin them for you. (laughs) We make
1: them into our own. We we insert ourselves into all the stories. (laughs) Because isn't that what you want? in a world that you love and have like dedicated research to is to hear some like random person insert their own version of a character
0: yes Yes. possibly themselves sometimes (laughs) who knows
1: ooh ooh there's nothing like a um there's a new student at
0: Hogwarts (laughs) (laughs) my favorite fanfics about Harry Potter are like there's a new student at Hogwarts also the internet's there now (laughs) (laughs) I love it
1: Hi, Liz. Hi, Kate. Happy second episode. Happy
0: second episode. It's like a birthday, but if we got a birthday every two weeks. Yeah,
1: we made it, I feel like. We made it through two weeks. Looks like we made it. <laughs> <laughs> I know after our first episode, which was met with so much success. So, so many people, people loved. loved it. But one thing they wanted Huge to- crowd. Yeah, so many... <laughs> But one of the things that I think our many listeners was wondering about was, who are we?
0: Who are we? Who are we to ourselves? Who are we to each other? Well, you should probably know that Kate grew up in Florida and I grew up in Connecticut. We may have addressed this already, but there's going to be a lot of jokes about Florida. Oh, yeah, fair. And Um, Connecticut. I mean, both states are equally worthy of being made fun of for very different reasons. In different ways, though. Like,
1: Florida man is, as you all know, known for throwing an alligator through a Wendy's drive through window.
0: Ubiquitous and amazing. And
1: Connecticut man is known for mm, insurance fraud.
0: Yeah. And like (laughs) zipping up his feelings until it all comes exploding out in like a buttoned up rage of like. Sabotaging the neighbor's lawn. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. that's what it would be. Yeah. Like the rhododendron specifically.
1: (laughs) Well, I think the real question is why are we so. Uh, uniquely qualified
0: to be fan fiction writers? That is a great question. I think it starts with us not having a lot of friends growing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Avid book readers. Oh, so many books. Too many. I got in trouble for reading them in school. I did too. I used to get in trouble for reading them at the dinner table too. So I would ask the excuse to go to the bathroom we read in, in the, the bathroom, bathroom while my parents did And my parents a- would be like, Are you reading in there? <laughs>
1: You have a book in a ziploc bag in the toilet. Tank. <laughs> oh
0: no! But that would have been awesome. Like pull out my babysitter's club. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I think what also qualifies us is that we've been friends for many, many years now, many moons, and we have both written together and performed together. Um, what made us decide to do this podcast?
0: Well, I mean, I think we talked about doing one where we read other people's fan fiction. We did, and then, like corrected them and then i think that felt
1: kind of mean yeah i don't enjoy that because even terrible fan fiction like does have
0: charm and there's so much heart and then i think we felt like at least for me it was like well i'm not qualified to tear other people's fan fiction apart until i've written them myself that's true i had never written fan fiction kate you had right in
1: high school i wrote fan fiction for the movie heathers and then i wrote fan fiction for cowboy bebop ah interesting i had i was blessed with two wonderful girlfriends who thought that i was a good writer and therefore basically like ordered dickens style words for me and so every so not every week but like i would frequently write them chapters what about so you didn't dip into fan fiction but did
0: you ever read it i didn't you know what i didn't know it existed until college oh um and i remember distinctly a discussion being had in the lounge of the um like little like basement of a building where the gender studies wait but where did you go to college there? i never know oh i don't like to tell people cuz most of them haven't heard of it it's a small school in boston <laughs> anyway harvard is okay. right into school <laughs>
1: I love it. They, when I first met you, you called it the H bomb. Yeah, like I try not to drop the H bomb on first date.
0: That's it, like commonly referred to as like dropping the H bomb. Not for men. For men, are, men are like I went to Harvard. But, uh, Harvard, I'm, you know, yeah. for women. Okay, so you were
1: you were uh, in the Hallowed Halls. So of So Harvard. the
0: Hallowed Halls of Harvard. But we had a little lounge, and I don't know how this came up, but people started talking about this author that they really liked. who They're like, oh, well, she started out writing fan fiction, you know. Uh. And
1: I was like, what
0: is that Mm -hmm. and it was explained to me and i was i was like oh that's so silly nerdy and then i immediately went home and read a lot of harry potter fan fiction Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that was my start but i never really like took a deep dive into it until Mm -hmm. we decided to start doing this
1: yeah okay so then your how's your experience now what based on first exposure fan fiction
0: liz to now liz i i I'm always, like, I never fail to be charmed by fandoms in general. Like, Mm -hmm. there's something so beautiful about, like, diverse groups of people just obsessively loving Mm -hmm. a really geeky thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I feel very at home with fan fiction because I was that obsessed. Like, if I had known fan fiction existed when I was a kid, I would definitely have been writing and reading it. Yeah. I just didn't know. So, yeah. No, I like it. It's great. Oh, my goodness. I'm a big big fan of fan fiction. (laughs) I
1: just want to talk really quick about the format of the show. Yeah. Because um, each episode will be reading something original, but it always won't. But we're alternating. Yeah. So, first episode was you, Liz, and it was wonderful mm-hmm. and it was an eye opening experience. And then this episode will be me, which I think will be a little sillier,
0: but. Oh, but in, the, I'm sure, the most beautiful and meaningful <laughs> and resonant way.
1: Um, and then every. For some of the episodes, we'll be picking what the next fandom is, Mm -hmm. um, as we did in the first one. Think of the episodes as sets of two. Yeah. In the first
0: set. Part one. Part one, we pick the genre and the category, and then we go home and we do some
1: writing. Yeah. And then part two is uh, we discuss what it was like to deal with the fandom. Yeah. Um, Deal with the fandom. I say it like the fans are knocking at my door telling me I'm wrong as I'm writing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: sure that somewhere on the internet. Oh, Someone yeah. is going,
1: oh, well, actually. well, actually. <laughs> and then in each episode, before we read our stories, we're always going to be talking about the research process and the writing process. And we record ourselves at home diligently to make sure that you experience that along with us. Just come on our journey.
0: Yeah. Because a writing journey is a torrid one yeah it's very emotional lots of ups and downs lots yeah. of highs and lows And i think there's lots del- of me unsuccessfully trying to watch things on the internet <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i think there's a lot of particularly when i was young um there's the illusion that like writing is super easy and that people who are good writers just just sit down and do it
0: mm-hmm. and that's not true no and i think i mean even as an adult i still suffer under that delusion sometimes and it's And good for us to remind ourselves, too, that this is not easy. So we just want to expose
1: what it's like, even though we're writing a fan fiction, and even though it is silly, that we're exposing the writing process for what it really is, which is painful and torturous. Yes, and terrible. And no one should do it, but everyone should do it because it's so fun. Yes, there's occasional reward. I imagine I don't have kids, but I imagine that's what having kids is like. The day-to-day is like painful and trying, but then...
0: when you're like, I made a human. Yeah, you get to a moment where you're like, look what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so each one of these
1: fan fictions is a small child.
0: <laughs> yes, and much like raising a small child, this is about us and not the children.
1: <laughs> so this week in our second episode, I will be reading my story about The Little Mermaid since your are story in the first episode was so amazing i'm actually a little bit nervous but i
0: think it'll go well don't be nervous (laughs) i'm really excited for this
1: i just uh. so mine as you know i did about the chef and sebastian um and so i did lots of research on them and their relationship in the animated series which is like their nemesis Mm. they're constantly Hmm. fighting
0: right Oh, I had forgotten that that was, like, a big animated uh, series plot point. Yes. yeah. Um, and
1: I did research on, like, what kind of crab Sebastian is. Um, what is
0: he? Or is that... I don't want to spoil Well, there's story. no, like,
1: specific species, but he's definitely the kind of crab that would be in warmer waters. Right. So why he's in this... And he also has a, a Jamaican accent.
0: Yes. So he definitely is a transplant. Which, by the way, one of the most delightful parts of watching clips of the Broadway musical was... Uh, Titus Burgess's Awkward Crab Walk. When I found out, I was like, oh, it's a Broadway show, I'll watch it. And then I found out that,
1: I was like, is that, is that Titus?
2: Mm-hmm. Is that Titus Burgess?
1: <laughs> I think that Sebastian is being played by Titus. No way. Is Sebastian, is Titus played Sebastian in Little Mermaid? That is fucking Titus. <laughs> oh my god i can't believe he's sebastian how did
0: i never know this what year did this happen he has a Jamaican accent okay i have to google it oh wow that was some of the most excited i've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) well i was also thrown off like thrown off guard oh yeah yeah
1: no nothing disarms you as
0: fast as tight (laughs) as in a craft costume
1: Um, most of my research was actually in like the relationship between Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, Tangled, and uh, The Little Mermaid, oh, and did where you get, like, they sucked are sucked into
0: a yes. like Disney Pixar hole. Yes, I did, yeah. and like where they are, and like the cultural, and
1: like the different appearances. Like, apparently, the Tangled couple couple is in Frozen, and like yes. there's a statue of Eric in Frozen, and there's like all of these well, intertwined. And the parents supposedly were that that the shipwreck. Ship that was the shipwreck. Yes, yes. I know. I know it's so I I was in that whole like European lore Little Mermaid takes place in Denmark which I don't know it looks kind of tropical to me shouldn't Ariel be wearing a sweater I feel like that water is very 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 cold
2: holy
1: shit there is so much Disney porn on the internet okay all right I'm I'm still in research mode still in a like porn c hole of the internet trying to just find information about this random Disney chef
0: so for me the most baffling thing about Little Mermaid porn specifically I think would be like <laughs> you'd have to spend so much time explaining how right like yeah she, her bottom half is a fish <laughs> like where? And how? I mean unfortunately it's oral. <laughs> unfortunately it's oh, no. <laughs> She's sixteen guys <laughs> like
1: it's not right.
0: No, that is wrong. Although like I mean tentacle porn's a thing and I could dude I mean, Ursula's a very sexual woman. Ooh. So I could see
1: that, that feels very femme forward, Ursula yeah. porn. I did not find that. And I I'm gonna go look <laughs> for it now. I'm gonna go look for it.
3: <laughs> Poisson, les poissons how I love les poissons Love to chop and to
2: serve little fish okay, I, I kind of
1: there. cheated a little bit too because i uh as you know i used to live in france mm. and louis is french mm-hmm. even though he's in denmark so i kind of like pulled from uh cultural references so okay we can let's let's get started on this one so i named it le crab <laughs> And it's also, I should say, it's written in first person. Oh, excellent. But you'll find out by who. Oh. Mm. Okay.
3: Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back.
2: I am not ready for this day. There is nothing occasioned on this godforsaken day that makes me believe I will be rid of the red demon that haunts my dreams. (laughs) His little pincers are grasping at my fragile sanity in every moment. This is worse than any hazing I have experienced in culinary school. The Ecole de Cuisine has nothing on the torturous practices of Le Crave de l'Infirm de Dante.
0: So I'm sorry to interrupt you so quickly, but now I would like to know more about hazing that takes place in culinary school because uh, I know it seems know. like it would be very dangerous hazing.
1: <laughs> I, I just I just imagined that like in this era that that is what happened. Oh, I, I was I was I'm thinking sure about Ratouille. Right. I yeah. was thinking about like lifestyles in a kitchen, and I was like, they definitely haze each other. So um anyway, as go we go
2: on, he uh okay. Oh, no longer do I delight in the delicate Les Poissons. Hee hee hee, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> These few weeks have perchance been the most tragic of my life. It feels as a century ago that I was but a tiny boy, so free and full of love. My home of Marseille was a place of wonder, the wind warm and wild, the air with just a hint of salt. <laughs> I would spend so many a day laying across Monpopa's small yacht. An oyster just drawn from the sea, perched upon my fingertips and flown into my mouth. Oh, I miss the touch of the ocean in my life. The littlest bit of flavor and even deepest sleep lulled by the whoosh-whoosh of the waves against the stone I
0: really love all of the, like, onomatopoeia. Olivia, I love alliteration. alliteration. I do it's, a lot of that,
1: yeah. Uh, I do that in my own writing, so it always sleeps into everything. I feel like
0: I am also on a petite yacht.
1: I, I've been to Marseille. I'm using my life. Write what you know, right? Yeah, write yeah. what you know. I'm also getting... This is a chance for me to brag about the places I've been.
2: <laughs> um, okay. It was foolish of me to believe that my grand plans of moving north to Denmark to work in Royal Kitchen... That the luxury of it all would bring me fame and fortune as a cook. The Danes, I feign to say, are not as touched with the elegance of my countrymen. There is much climbing of ropes and hills and gallantry that I never found amusing. And while the palace was wonderful, the kitchen was dismal. Of course,
0: the French chef thinks that Danes are terrible. The French hate everyone. The French hate everyone, like
1: blanketly. So, so I was like, "What would it be like to be a Frenchman in another country?" And they just oh, terrible! Yeah, they it would hate be terrible everyone. For them. They think that the culture is <laughs> is is primitive, no matter where they are. But they exactly. their home, right?
0: Oh, so good.
2: Oh, okay. Yet I tried. Oh, I pined through the sweat and summer and the shiver of winter in that wooden box in the kitchen. And to be true, the seafood that was set in my galley was magnifique. Like that of home But with a kiss of chilled waters Of velvety cod and salmon I savored Slicing like a seagull fruit cloud And so, as I would every night Present dinner to His Majesty Grand Prince Eric A name evident of the hard, consonant nature of his people <laughs> <laughs> I did my best to display the honest picancies Of his small but salient ocean kingdom Ooh. If he appreciated it I would not know. <laughs> oh no! Young as he was, his tastes wandered to other things. Women of auburn hair and sometimes raven, I could never keep track. I was roused one day to complain over a shipboard wedding, to this or that in which the fluff and airiness of a sponge whipped wedding cake would suffer from the harsh rock and shake of his naval abode. <laughs> But I did not complain, and as any distinguished member of his household, I delivered a divine peace de la resistance of a towering pastry to his young and impetuous love. But I digress. <laughs> of those early days I found joy, particularly in the morning deliveries of what was to be my daily menu. It was a harvest of choices and roots of hardest starch and fillets of marble fish. Of all the royals, I will say little. But of the farmers, I give medallions of gratitude to their soil.
0: I just want to say that this is the least likable protagonist I have ever come across. <laughs> he he has a redemption. Oh, good. Yeah, of course.
1: Always. Because I like Louis, but what a dick. He, well, I mean, he's pretentious. Yeah. You know? The French. He's a fr- yeah, he's a French chef in a royal kitchen. He's mm, very pretentious. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Entitled.
2: Until one fateful day that has lived in the palette of my nightmares when the fiend of the shore, (laughs) the Bete Noir, in a gloss of rouge, skittered his way into my scullery and forever doomed my mind. (laughs) Surely, I said to myself upon seeing Le crab. Louis, what a treasure we have here. We, chef, for the supplier, must not have known that a crustacean so certainly from thousands of miles away, if not truly from hot waters of the New World, is here in the Mous-Petit kitchen. And alive, as the most delicious of dishes are meant to begin. <laughs> <laughs> unaware i lifted his little body and dressed him for his course as it would be presently dinner and the prince perhaps just as once would be impressed with my toil and artistry in his service i doubted that he would have ever tasted such a rarity
1: (laughs) i'm getting more british as we go
0: you are but i don't hate it because i feel like it's a very american thing to do to approximate any sort of foreignness by putting on a british accent i
1: can do a french accent do you want to hear it? Of
0: course I do. Okay, I, I gotta can't find... believe you've held that out on us.
1: Well, okay. I'm going to try.
2: A bit of improvisation on my intended menu, and I would slip in a bit of crab un caluche with a dusting of flour and a note of paprika. It was never meant to be. Instead, the creature, avoiding the boiling basin that was meant to be his destiny, took to terrorizing me. <laughs> <laughs> Sacred blue, strength of a thousand men, and the speed of Mercury himself. Lechard mangled my face, ransacked my kitchen, and even toppled the cabinet of fine china passed down for centuries. It occurred all in a blur of panic and pain.
1: the log
0: now. <laughs> I might steal this for auditions in the future. <laughs> They'll be like, We never um, asked for this, nor did we want yeah. it. And I'll be like,
2: But you shall have it. You have it. <laughs> for weeks now, for countless moments, in what was once the glory of my day, I peeked under lettuce. I tiptoe around my own domain. I am petrified of the slight appearance of an apple, as out of the corner of my sight it could be just maybe the return of the eight-legged villain <laughs> to shake me finally into my stupor of departure.
1: I'm like slowly going to Antonio Banderas. It's hard to hang <laughs> on to.
2: Okay, even now, just as the idea of his return might cause my death by fright alone. <laughs> My consummate wife has suggested a long-awaited return to my home for a bit of warmth in my bones and to perhaps shake off these raging terror and fateful manifestations. And so, I am being thrown into a wagon as the French would never lend out one of his well-attentioned collections, nor be amiable enough to purchase a sea-patches passage for my travel. <laughs> I doubt he would even sift through the difference between my succulent Polonaise and Carlotta's parched Welsh Ravis. Oh, he's even throwing
0: in and shaded his wife. Well, he is the chef. Mm-hmm. He is the chef de cuisine. Uh, <laughs> I like how there's no hierarchy in the kitchen, and his backup is just like, Carlotta, his you wife. cook for the princess yeah. She's like, I don't know and wow. she's so nice
1: Have you seen the wife in the movie? She's so nice She has like a, like a Brooklyn accent And she's like, oh, you sweetheart oh, that's, his yeah, that's his wife? Yeah, that's his wife Oh, I forgot about that That's his wife, yeah Oh, she's a doll She's always like, Louie, Louis, Louie, the
0: dinner <laughs> I forgot that his wife was a real character Yeah, I know, I know What a treat <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can never do this without watching the full movie again, by the way. I feel like there's so s- much that I missed. so much here. Ugh.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
2: As I close my eyes and dream of the pithy wind across the metatronium, that I will settle upon my nose once I reach the shore of my mentality, I try to think of nothing else. Ahoy!
1: This is a, another person, so the different accent. I don't mm. know what a Danish accent is.
2: Herniflurk. <laughs> Ahoy,
1: one for a shell. (laughs) That sounds great to me. Okay.
2: Ahoy, one for a shell. The voice sounds as much of the many village dance. My solace in my relieving is interrupted by their racket. I have forgotten that it is market day and they are surely harassing this passing cart. And there... On a lesser version of our very own timbered wagon, piled like coins thrown into an overfull fountain. There, on the derelict cart, hovered over by a gross and dusted peasant, was in a mass of huge shell crabs. Came over, with came <laughs> over on the ship from south, yah, <laughs> give you a good deal, yah. <laughs> I couldn't even go far at the yellow of his teeth or the state of the merchant's color as my gaze was latched upon the pyramid of lifeless, forsaken enemies. Hell in their once rich, crimson color and matte patina in lieu of their rich shine. They are still, torment, they never could again. One melancholy tear left me. The oath hadn't even thought to put them on ice. <laughs> Before another moment, the driver had pulled us away, bearing down on a route to the south where the bodies of my preceding jitters had once scurried in balmy sparkling waters of aqua and silver.
0: I know this is a podcast, so no <laughs> one can see it, but the moves that are happening across the table right now. Well, you know, it's, 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 it
2: just goes with it. It's a performance a little Oh, no, it's a little
0: bit. I'm so sad that this is not being videotaped.
2: Could it be that the dreaded, my past villain, had met his end in that assembled graveyard? At the end of my mallet or in the depths of my boiling pot would have been a grander and deserved end to such a warrior I jumped from their heart, filled with the fervor of a man renewed (laughs) homme to honor. The driver calling after me, the wayward death merchant billowing as I passed him. As I approached the castle, my heart seized from a speed that I rarely reached. (laughs) I hoped that in the moments I was missing from the kitchen that the petite enemy had not returned for another bout. I would be ready for the next time, and I would be honored to spar with such a champion. And if the day were to arrive that I would win, and I was gifted with the chance to flash boil, saute, and stuff him, he would only be placed on the finest china.
1: Oh, the edge. (laughs) That is sweet! Yeah, here's a little bit of a redemption at the end. Oh, thank you for listening to my story. Oh my
0: god, thank you for taking us deep into the mind of that very <laughs> disturbed chef. I I'm,
1: I apologize to any Danish people who are listening who thought that my uh, accent was offensive.
0: We have a large Danish following, and I hope that we didn't alienate any of them today. As
1: for you French out there, go fuck go
0: fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, you can find out more stuff about our shows though if you go to com and just look at mm-hmm. World Stealers under podcasts, podcast or you can go to World Stealers on iTunes and probably Stitcher and Google Play who knows we're recording this before we release it I don't know I'm gonna charge whatever you know the we internet be, is a place to find things we
0: will be everywhere you'll see us in your
1: dreams if you found us now you know how to find us you get it Yeah. you
0: and, know what you're listening
1: to us on yes exactly uh, please rate and subscribe and look out for us next time